I want to allow them to have the best journey possible. Today on the Rising Coaches Podcast, we get to speak with a Logan, Ohio native. She went on to play her collegiate career at Ohio State University, where she ended up breaking the Big Ten scoring record for points in a career for both the men's and women's teams. She ended up getting drafted into the WNBA to the Minnesota Lynx for six years, where she then bounced to a couple teams, including Detroit Shock, Seattle Storm, and rounded her career with the New York Liberty. After playing, she went on as a coach and she continued her basketball career at the New York Liberty as an assistant and then the head coach for a year. She is currently the assistant coach for the Minnesota Lynx. Please welcome Coach Katie Smith. Video analysis is expensive, and I'm sure your budget isn't getting much bigger. Fulcrum Tech is here to help. Used by basketball teams at all levels from D1, D2, D3, all the way to high school. Their Angles product is similar to what you know and allows you to code, capture, and analyze with ease. All you have to do is import the raw video and Synergy with just the click of a mouse. Over the past two years, over 60% of their D1 teams and conferences, such as the SEC, Pac-12, American, A-10, or even the MVC, just to name a few, have made the postseason. All this while saving thousands and thousands of dollars a year compared to their old companies. Because let's be honest, who doesn't want to save more money? All you have to do is reach out to at Fulcrum Tech on Twitter or reach out to their sales at sales at fulcrumtech.com via email and be sure to mention if you are a Rising Coaches member or the Rising Coaches podcast. Do more, spend less with Fulcrum Tech. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Rising Coaches podcast. I'm your host, Doug Caputo, alongside your co-host here, Alan Major, and we have a very well experienced on the court as well as off the court as a coach um, on the podcast today. We're excited to introduce the current assistant women's basketball coach with the Minnesota Lynx, Coach Katie Smith. Coach Smith, what's going on? Enjoying and looking forward to hanging with you guys. But uh, it's, you know, for us, not many people as know, it's the start of our off season. So um, we're a little flipped. We're about ready to enjoy watching and scouting some great college players coming up uh, this season. Nice. Well, yeah. We appreciate you being here. It's, I haven't seen you in a minute, so it's nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's nice, good to see nice you. Nice to reconnect. I probably yeah. see you since hanging out in the weight room. At I know, State working out. Yeah. Those workouts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no doubt. Keeping it together. Yeah, no, we appreciate you. So, uh, yeah, excited to do this for sure. Yeah. So to give you a download, kind of how things are going to go, um, one, we'll talk about your journey, one, as a player, because although we are a coach's organization, um, you know, coaches have players, so that it's best to know both angles. Uh, we'll talk about your journey as a player, as a coach, and how you got to where you are, and then we'll talk about your current position and just kind of the best ways to, to make the most of where you're at. And then we'll get into a final segment. Um, at the very end, it's basically just a way for all the listeners to get to know you personally as, as to who you are. So nothing crazy, nothing uh, nothing absurd, but what we want to jump into is get a little into your high school, okay? So you won a state championship in high school, then you go on to continue your career at Ohio State University. So first off, I have to say I'm an Ohio guy myself. I know I'm going to go off a little off of the topic yeah. here and say I'm an Ohio guy myself, so I have to give shout out to you. But then you won a Big Ten championship with Ohio State and are the first female to have ever retired their number at Ohio State. So just talk about your experience in those four years 
one throughout your high school winning a championship, but then obviously mm-hmm. going on to Ohio State. Um, I do have to clear one thing. I did not win. We we finished second in high school, but we were, we were runner up, and mm-hmm. then obviously in college got close too. But my high school days were um, a blast. Um, I you know when you get a little older, you don't when you're in it, you don't realize how much coaches and families and everything kind of make the experience for you as a high school kid and the time they put in for no money, all the things they did. So I got lucky with some really great coaches um, throughout my, my high school and developmental years. Um, And I just had a blast and we had some talent. We had some really solid yeah, division three, some D one. And we all had a ball. And so we were successful both in our league and then, you know, on the, on, in the state. Uh, One of my fondest memories was we, we lost the state championship game, but we played at St. John arena against Pickerington and, and the place was sold out and it was all purple and white and it was 13,000 people and it was <laughs> bananas. But it's still one of, it's one of my favorite memories of basketball, even though we didn't win. Like it was just the coolest thing. Like the, yeah. I mean, just rocking just for a high school game. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. a, a really cool thing. So high school was, uh, as I said, really lucky to have good people, both teammates and coaches and the support of the community. And then I chose Ohio State. Um, you know, it kind of came down to Stanford in Ohio State. Um, love Stanford. It was a great fit. Just really connected well there. And I had a couple of Buckeyes on their staff. Um, yeah. You know, Tara coached at Ohio State. Julie Plank, Amy Tucker both played at Ohio State. So nuts, mm. like the connections. Yeah. <laughs> but, but ultimately, I chose – I thought if I kept my nose clean – if I worked really hard and, and kind of uh, put the work in, I probably could do what I thought maybe I could do. And I, th- I felt like the connection of being an Ohio kid, mm-hmm. playing basketball at Ohio State and sharing that with kind of more than just, you know what I mean? Kind of more yeah. of a date thing. Like it's like, you know, you're yeah. one of them. I yeah. thought maybe that would be kind of a cool experience. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of uh, how, yeah. that's how I ended up there, and you know kicked off the first year very well with the final four appearance. And then I'm not going to lie. The, the last three years weren't, weren't easy. The, the, my sophomore and junior year, we didn't make the tournament. We were, mm. you know, 500 or whatever. Couldn't quite get the chemistry right. We didn't talent to a point like we were solid, but just could not mesh and mm. get all on the same page. And then mm-hmm. senior year, we made the tournament still not a like great, great team, but like competitive. So, you know, you have this high moment and then you, yeah, a couple years of, of challenges, you yeah. know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, you guys know there's an individual component to all of this, right? Like you're doing your job. You're trying to be the best at your job. Uh, but then there's that team component of success and wins and losses and how does it work? But you still have goals for yourself, which is, you know, for me, I want right. to be an Olympian and, you know, I didn't know professional basketball didn't start until I was a senior, right? The two leagues didn't start until I was basically finishing up. So, you know, balancing that of this is what I want to do. These are the opportunities mm-hmm. that are out there, but man, we're not winning any game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not, not enough in, in your mind. You know what I mean? That Yeah. Right? It's hard uh, to match that year one. I mean, like only way you match it is to go back. Like, right. Yeah. Like, well, you guys, and, you guys, and this is another thing is like, when you have success both as a player and, and as a coach, when you're having those seasons of, man, this feels right. There's a feeling to it, right? It, there's a feeling to the good teams. Like oh, no. you can't always pinpoint it what it is, but there's a connectedness yeah. or something. Yep. But when you're in it, is like never take it for granted. 
when you have a good team and you have people and you're and it's good like just because you don't know when you're going back you don't know when it's gonna happen again like you know what i mean don't assume like we're gonna get this the next year the next year right i I know you guys i'm sure respect people who win every year like i i just it's so hard to do that i just feel like i'm always like that probably always like gets me gives me like goosebumps is like when teams can like elite every year every year and do it that's pretty it's just amazing so yeah no you're right i mean that's that's like golf shots for people that you don't want to you know like that's what it does for us right like man it's like (laughs) i can do this you know it it keeps us coming back i mean that's why we keep coming back right this that hook is in our corner of our lip you know i mean it is what it is and that's the trying to capture what you just said i can't write a 50 word paper on it but you you know it when you see it and when you're a part of it especially when you get down the line and you look back i mean it's like a beautiful mountain in the rearview mirror man and it's just like wow um so whatever level or whatever time you've had a chance to be a part of something historic or that's set in stone and cemented forever like you're right, though. I mean, soak it up when you can, because it's yeah. it's it's it hard. hard. It is yeah. hard to run and back. You you know, when you're younger, you think this stuff's just gonna keep happening. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it would be nice. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. fifteen years life. later, you're like, oh, yeah. man, wait and a it, minute. And, it, and then you also realize that it's not all you're doing. Like, you, yeah, you got to. Exactly. You're present where you're at. You you do your job the best you can, and and that goes for playing. That goes for coaching. That goes and 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 you you just don't know when that next opportunity, the next next door opens or something yeah. closes, and you didn't know that was the right you know move at that moment, exactly. right? You know, usually no I, I got traded when I was playing, and then in New York I um, didn't get my contract renewed after being the head coach, and it was at first you're like. It's personal, right? Because it is. It's mm-hmm. you. It's it, it's mm-hmm. all personal, but it's not really. But it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that that conflict. Yeah, yeah. You feel right. it. I mean, it's something that happens every day in the world. I mean, somebody right. just got, somebody just like got let go fifteen minutes ago. Right. You know, so you somewhere. Yeah, so. but then you realize that you're you know, and your emotions are pretty rough at the initial for whatever days, maybe weeks, and then you kind of look back. You're like. Psh, that was the best thing that could have happened. And, and, and you know what I mean? And it's just like, it's, you got to kind of go through it. And of course you're allowed to feel that way, but usually there's like something comes of it. Um, and yeah. you just, you don't really know until you're kind of in it and past it that, no and then you take the things you learn, but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a challenge though, to keep your head and keep, keep kind of focused on what you want to do. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. And especially, well, and especially the, um, you always got to get dragged through the mud. And, and then as soon as you said the golf shot too, it's just like, I got a bad flashback because it's always the 18th hole. hole that you have that one. But that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> it's like, ah, you want to play another 18? I, I contemplated yeah. quitting for the last 17, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. The other, yeah, first 17 felt like an Easter egg hunt. You know? So you were talking a little bit about your career in the WNBA, and that was kind of where I wanted to go next with it. So you had an extensive career, and I read an article. Now, you may argue with this, um, but I read an article that says you're one of the most decorated women in um, all of women's basketball. So 
nonetheless, with all like the your career in the WNBA as a player, we'll say, talk about how that was, just your experiences, things that you've learned, the coaches that you played under, and maybe things that you've learned from them that you still continue. Yeah, I, I mean, I had a ball. Um, you know, it wasn't you know growing up and not knowing this would be something that you would be doing was also kind of a treat in a sense. It's like, whoa, I get to play basketball, and it was never a thought. It never was. A possibility so that was kind of an unknown that you're like whoa man this is cool i get a, I get a hoop for a living <laughs> but i started out in the abl so the abl and wnba both started at the same time and the abl was a little bit more grassroots didn't have the infrastructure of the nba kind of behind it um, and there's actually a team here in columbus ohio so i ended up being able to move from college down the road to the convention center at that time yeah uh, the cba okay. horizon used to play down there and it was kind of fun too for like a maturation part of the fans and things were kind of looking at you were a student athlete and now you kind of become an adult and you get to know these people that have supported you and now you become friends almost and build yeah. those relationships that now you know are continuing to might be friends and, and relationships throughout the community. Um, but I, I played for Brian Agler uh, with for the Columbus Quest and we had a phenomenal team. We won a couple championships, mm. competitive talented fun like just great teams like competed both ends like guarded yeah. our butts off like just great yeah. and then so i played with brian and then brian left because the writing was on the wall the league was going to go bankrupt so he went to the mm -hmm. wba for to minnesota mm -hmm. and i ultimately got allocated to minnesota he picked me to, as one of his allocated players in i think 2009 no 1999. Yeah. So the Brian was my coach again for Minnesota. Uh, Brian really, he was a, he was a worker, man. You know, everything's changed. These kids have no idea, but Brian played at Wittenberg, but he was such a fundamental coach. He was a defensive coach. Like we one-on-one -on -one closeouts, reach right. steps, defensive right. stance. Yeah. Like, yeah. Two on two in a post, like get right. it. Like, it's no, it's no, like, yeah, three on three box no, out. No, no, like, it's the two of you find a way, right? So, and there, you know, so we we beat the you know, we beat each other up, like, right? So, games were easy, um, right. <laughs> but then he was also he was a more of a read and react coach, like, a lot of screening flares, back screens, like, yeah, almost just like old, old school motion in a way, right? So, bigs yeah. are out, guards are in, space. Mm everybody could play so we did that so it, it just it worked but so he really but the defense that i as i went into the pros like i fell in love with guarding people like it was like mm -hmm. i felt more satisfaction like guarding the best player than dropping 30. but i right. you know i always say there's a couple good players but like i could score but i guarded the best player as well which there's not a ton of people who do that right um but it, it was yeah so it was a blast but so brian taught me that so i was with him and many and then i got traded and then i ended up in detroit and that's uh bill lambeer was there mm. and he was the head coach there rick mahorn was an assistant and cheryl reeve uh, was also an assistant and bill i was with and again another phenomenal team he moves me over to like the lead guard because initially I was like lead a point guard. I'm not a point guard. I'm not. I'm like, he. I still can score and like do stuff. We'd have these conversations, and, <laughs> and uh, Bill was, you know, not a little bit awkward. On uh, he's good. He's a very good communicator. Like Bill Lambeer is a very direct, super smart leader, uh, organization, putting teams together, figuring out trades, like next moves, and a really good offensive uh, mind. Like really good at just you know figuring things out, but. 
he moved me over and we just had a great team. So I spent, you know, we won two championships there, but I also on staff was Cheryl Reeve who ultimately ends up being is probably one of the best coaches in the world uh, yeah. in Minnesota now, but I ended up back with Brian in Seattle and went to New York with Bill because he mm-hmm. said, Hey, come to New York, my final year playing. And then um, I'll move on over to the coaching side. So okay. that was my in to moving over uh, a couple inches to the, the coaching side. I'm not going to lie. I, when I was playing, I really was always, I don't want to coach. I've been doing, I've been doing it for so long. The yeah. the life of missing things and being on somebody else's schedule and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. It's, I did it a long yeah, time. That's, that's I retired. Cycle. Yeah, my, my buddies, you know, were all coaching at that time. I have a 17 year career playing. They have a 17 year career coaching. Mm-hmm. We're all in the same kind of boat of just like man, like I'm gone all the time, right? And life and all the things. So I was like, man, I don't really want to do it. But then Bill's like, I didn't have anything lined up necessarily. And he's yeah. like, all right, come on over. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you know, and I'll tell, and then obviously I was in New York with him, took the head job for two years. And then I ended up with Cheryl Reeve in Minnesota, who was also one of my assistant coaches. So one thing I'll say like to coaches, and you guys know this, is every single person you meet <laughs> and work for or play for or is is a job interview like it truly the showing up on time the way you treat the way you uh do your work um just anything you do not only the work but the way you treat people no doubt it is all being noted yeah (laughs) and 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 it could be somebody that knows the person you're playing for that's going to ask that person what do you think or do you know of anybody who would be a really good assistant coach a video coordinator and are you going to pop up like man you will like this one they may not know everything yet but they will uh, easy to work with work hard all the yeah 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 yeah, yeah. every single person that's hired me (laughs) or brought me to teams i have worked for or played for in some capacity so they they know you personally quite well uh, you know, exactly. probably know too much sometimes of how crazy, how crazy you can be. Um, so yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's wild. You just took me, you just took me down the road there. I was literally had this next question in my mind. Like, did you know, you know, like Bill brought up coaching and you, you probably had that initial, like, nah, I'm good. And then, you know, <laughs> did it take a lot of convincing number one, but then take a step further with like, when you started doing it, was it like, okay, this is home? Or was it like, it's going to take some getting used to, but I, I, I kind of like it. I think I could do this. Like, you know, that that clicks yeah. different for everybody, right? Like yeah. some people, it's like right away that it was a gradual, you know what I mean? So how did that, what was that like for you? It was, it was pretty easy because I like being in the gym, being around it. And I, I had played for so long too. Like I was 39 when I retired. Yeah. So, you know, you go that pro- progression, like you're the, you're the woman, like I'm carrying teams to then like, you're not elite elite, but you're still like, you understand, like it's almost done. Like, right. Yeah. 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 You've, you've you were probably half, half player coach at the end. So you're, you're, you're thinking yeah. the game a little differently. You know, you, you also know the writings on the wall. So you're kind of like your head's in a better space of like, I'm not trying to be this. I, I am this right now. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't hard. It was pretty easy. I didn't feel weird. Like, mm-hmm. 
literally playing with people and then having to coach them. It was, it was like an acceptance. Like I knew who I was. And then I also realized like, it isn't, it, it, as a player, I kind of realized this too. Eventually you realize it's not about you, like yeah. do your job, but ultimately it's just, it's not really about you because life goes on. You get hurt. What happens? They go to practice the next day with or without mm. you. They yeah. play a game with or without you. Yeah, uh, exactly. You get like let that. go. They have a game the next day and they got another season yeah. the next year. Get, it doesn't <laughs> like life. Is so I think in my head, it's like, yeah, you're valuable, but like it, it's really not about you. So do, do the best job you can. And it, Truly, I care about like my journey was I loved all, every part of it. I made my decisions, good, bad and different. I the coaches that were in it, my journey, all the things. Mm-hmm. And I think I look at it as I want to allow them to have the best journey possible, whatever that means, like whatever exactly. level it is. No doubt. Uh, championships, no championships, whatever. You just want them to be the best version of themselves to enjoy this this career, however long or short it is, yeah. I think that's where how I feel about it, about the game. I want them to have positive uh, yeah. memories and interactions and be pushed. And it's fun being a player because you you understand what you liked as a mm-hmm. player, the communication, the directness, obviously understanding the, each person and who they are and what they can take or want. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I felt it was pretty easy. You know, the film – trying to catch calls by the other team coaches. I always sit in the first seat and I'm like, every time there's a dead ball trying to catch, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like read yeah. lips and uh, right. you know, you're, yeah. slowing, yeah. you're like, yeah. put the brightness yeah. on. So I guess, is that a two or a... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you truly are trying to catch, you know, you guys are <laughs> so, no yeah, so oh, I, I know. love. You know, and then, you know, shooting drills, trying to make practice fun. I mean, it's, it's a challenge, right? Because you can't work them too hard and you can't beat them up. And you, but you want to have them compete. And um, mm-hmm. so, you know, the challenge of like engaging and then, you know, trying to figure out what your team needs. So obviously the assistants are, it's different than the head coach. You yeah. know, you're a, you're kind of the suggestion maker <laughs> ultimately. Right. You right. know, the head coaches, it's by themselves up there kind of having to make the call at the end. Uh, but I really kind of fell into it and just Bill allowed us to, you know, run our scouts. Yeah. So yeah. he allows you to have a voice so you weren't uncomfortable. And yeah. then I just tried to always think like what I liked as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to emulate that like kind of within what I did. Like if yeah. it wasn't my scout, I still wanted to know what we were doing because when the player asked me, my player yeah. or the position, hey, are we doing this? I want to be. I don't want to be. Able, I don't want to have to say, oh, let me ask them. I want to be. Yeah. like, this is what we're doing, even exactly. though it's not mine. Um, yeah, so those are yeah, those are some of the things of just trying to emulate what I would want as a player. Yeah, and understanding people need different stuff, but that's kind of how I approached it, I guess. But yeah, so I fell in love with it and. You know, when you work with good people, you you have great players who really do care, and they always, you know, they're always trying. You can't, you just can't be disappointed or upset about any of that. No, no doubt. No, no, heck, no. Yeah. None of us have. We never worked a day in our life. In this I mean, yeah. You know, you look at it that way. It's like, geez, you know, yeah. they they yeah. pay you for this too. It is like sometimes yeah. you're like we're doing what and. Yeah, I'm yeah. lucky to be with staffs that are truly friends um, as well as coworkers, and mm-hmm. you know, that push yourself. And you just enjoy going going to the gym and and uh, you know going through it. You know what I mean? Going through all of it together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Know. No, 
shared success and suffering, all of it. Yeah. Exactly. Now, let me ask you this, just like with all of your coaches throughout college, with all of your coaches, and we'll, we'll stay on the player and then we'll get to the coach's perspective that maybe you took from them. But um, as, as a player at Ohio state and then WNBA for years, like for you was, what's your number one or couple top characteristics that you took from coaches that you would say is maybe you incorporate now or just things that you like the best? Definitely the the defense is probably one of my like my makes my heart happy um, <laughs> when when they're locked in and, and figuring it out like right it isn't it isn't like uh, you got to do everything perfect it's just like you got beat you're there right or you fly yeah. around at, at multiple efforts like it right like it's not the perfect possessions it's just the you just you got it done mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like Figure you, it out. Yeah. you got be you, you you flew with that one you they kicked it out you you were anticipating yeah. rotating Scram- so scramble so effort, effort on defense like giving yourself a chance and competing on that end i think is like like a foundation right i, I feel like that's just has to be part of the game if you're going to be okay. an elite team um, you have to have that. And then on the other hand, I, the execution piece, like um, good screens, <laughs> um, you know, hand, understanding your reads, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a guard, understand how they're guarding you. Like when you're, when you're coming off a pin down, are you even remotely aware of, are they, are you curling, are they chasing you? Or are they shooting the gap? Like, mm-hmm. um, so execution part of, of, of playing, but not calling sets all the time, but like more so like, and then sharing the ball. Like it's, it's it's playing as a team like good shots make the make the right basketball play <laughs> like it's yep. just, you draw two like let it loose uh yeah. and create for others in in all ways like whether i'm i'm gonna drive so i can suck them in and, and spit it so i just think that both the team dynamic on both ends and com- in the competing uh, that drive to be like just to win a possession <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. And just how hard it is on both ends. Like I'm going to do what I need to do to win this possession. Yeah. Uh, I just think that's, that's unique. And then the other piece is allowing people to kind of be themselves. Like uh, whatever individual skills you bring is like, do that, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, within, within this team dynamic, but you be you within. Yeah. This and yeah. allowing you to thrive and hopefully having the pieces that we all can get together. So I think that the, the team though, kind of, you know, winning every possession together and figuring it out is probably the biggest thing. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about now is like the, the day-to-day in the WNBA. So you talked about like the characteristics as a player and things that you look forward to for the most. Um, like, so what are the, some of the big things when it comes to practices? So maybe not necessarily characteristics, but some of the things that in the WNBA, the top tier coaches as yourself, what do you work on? And you don't have to necessarily give, it could be throughout your whole career as a player, as a coach, whatever, but some things that you think might be most beneficial for coaches to work on practice. You mentioned defense, but. Yeah, we don't, again, like, I think all, all levels anymore, you're, you're not in the gym for basically, you're not even in the gym for two hours anymore, hardly. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really, you know, whether it's the activation you get in, uh, obviously we, we do the fun thing I like about Minnesota and Cheryl does this and she's always done it with her teams is there's a competitive shooting game to start practice off. So mm-hmm. it, 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 so whatever, like we're always searching for new ones, but whatever, uh, two teams. So, you know, hopefully really super competitive. They're trying to beat each other, but it gets them, gets them going, gets them loose. You know what I mean? And then they stretch and then we get into, you know, so full, full court stuff. You know, you're trying to, 
you're always trying to allow them to play, right? And and really play with pace. Um, mm -hmm. Unless you need to put a call on, unless there is a, a point in the game where you need to, you know, but you want them to play and, and play ahead in the possession, right? So that's always trying to understand. And obviously, it's helpful when you have a, a lead guard or a point guard that can, you know, kind of discern like what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, defensively, you know, we always kind of try to touch base. Like sometimes you go away from your staples, right? Shell defense, uh, low defender help off of a drive off the wing, mm -hmm. X out on the backside. If they hit the corner, mm -hmm. you're gone. You know what I mean? And then you're flying to the next one. So, right, the low defender, airborne is a big thing for us as well, which is, you know, in the college and, pro, you know what I mean? Like go airborne, boom, and then have yeah. it, make them contest. So, but then some days you, you, you kind of get away from it because you're like not trying to kill them too much. And then you're like, man, we need to get back to it because we've had some, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had yeah. some slippage and <laughs> – um, and then, you know, we, you know, we grew up, all of us, it, you're doing box out drills, right? Oh. Growing up, they were the worst. Watch your chin. Just watch I mean, your chin. I mean, somebody's fighting or getting hurt that day, right? So, <laughs> no so question. You don't, you don't do those anymore, but it's a, but rebounding is a huge part of it. So you can't really drill it. So you show film, you talk about it, you're, you're hollering at them, you're asking for it. But if you find out how to get people a rebound, if it's not innately them, it's a tough, like, you know what I mean? Like, so we, we don't necessarily drill it because like, oh, you just, you're asking for, you know, trouble, but it's a huge part of what we talk about. And we try to emphasize it in drills that we're playing, whether it's shell drill or playing five on five. But like, again, you probably wish you could do some stuff like that, but you can't, uh, but we try to do schemes more of our foundational defense and try to break it down, whether it's three on three, whether it's four on four, you know, pick and rolls, like rotations and stuff like that, kind of like what we need to shore up. And then there's a lot of execution on offense. Um, our sets, you know what I mean? Like really kind of honing in. Uh, we'll play, you know, live, obviously trying to get some transition defense and, you know, everything looks different when you're playing. So we try to hit that. We do individual work, you know, before and after. So trying to do some of the, uh, whether it's pocket passes or finishes and yeah. uh, off foot, slow-mo, all the, you know, Euros, like things like that, trying to, trying to work on stuff and lots of shots by people kind of outside of the normal practice. So you try to hit your staples and, you know, we're always talking about, um, we use analytics a good bit. Um, so, you know, your, your rim finishes zero to five, like what's that, what's your percentage in the paint, this, like, where are you shooting well and try to share that with your players Yeah, so that they can understand the shots to seek. And then yeah. that, you know, need, you need to keep shooting them and, and getting better at. So, you know, we try to, to what we're saying with numbers and video and how to be more efficient. You know, just yeah. and efficiency is where you're trying to live on the offensive end and then on defense, just trying to have that gap between offense and defense. But yeah, so those are, you know, we, those are kind of our staples of what we hit. And again, it's watching film or teams you're about to play. Um, these are some of the things we've got to, we've got to get, get switching or uh, one team hedges a good bit, sometimes mm -hmm. traps and, you know, just trying to figure out, making sure they're comfortable and how to attack it. Defensively, yeah. it's just, you try to touch upon it, but you can drill it, right? When you guys, you do a drill, right? Everybody does it, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, now now we're, we're live. live. <laughs> now we're live. <laughs> like, what not, a, not, a, not a close out, not a, not a. Oh. 
no, <laughs> you no know. Question. So no, that look, it turns into <laughs> lifetime fitness, you know, like a four <laughs> thirty <laughs> run at lifetime fitness. <laughs> All right, everybody, yeah, bring it in. Let's take a minute here. <laughs> so it, you know, it, it, there's only so much you can do. Obviously, scripted and drills. There's an emphasis on it where they're thinking about it. But then when you go live, that's where obviously the elite and then the good and the you know there's a separation of who yeah. can literally like yeah, i'm them. doing this like this yeah. is this is purposeful but um yeah i think all of us you know every single coach we're, we all deal with the same things in different levels <laughs> i am so happy you said setting good screens is one of the main staples that you look for and boxing yeah. out because i'll tell you i was always a i was always a taller kid but i was a skinnier one so that was my primary like you know you either shoot the outside shot get the disadvantage down low or set a good screen and box out make sure you get the rebound yeah. I preach. What do you think I preach now as a coach? Make sure you box out. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're always just like, oh, but coach, box out. I've had someone tell me boxing out's a little overrated now. I'm like, well, you know what? <laughs> this is this is interesting because I I've always been a boxer. All right, right. We always learned how to box out. But then when I got with many, and then you watch elite rebounders, they it's like first to the wall. Like yeah, the first to the ball. So 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 right, but there are instances when you know. You've been told the scout is guard rebounder. Like you gotta hit them because they're yeah. coming, and you're not yeah. you're not big enough to impose your will on them. That's when the box like you need to go touch. You need to go hit them. They can't get it. Somebody yeah, gotta be get a collision. Rebound. So yeah. So no there problem. so there's certain people like you're like body on right because mm -hmm. there's no way you're gonna get this because whether it's they eat up the space. And then we have a little bit of trouble sometimes with the restricted area. We get we run into the restricted area. Right. Instead of ch chopping your steps, like holding yourself and then being able to go get it, you kind of get up under and it's like boop over your head. Yeah, so, we, yeah, um, yeah. so there's moments that, where boxing out is crucial. Right. Like where you're like, yeah. I have to I have to hit this person because I'm not winning it. Um, mm -hmm. But then there's other times it's like just be first of the ball because sometimes you're looking to box out and then all of a sudden that ball's going somewhere else. Yep. But uh, yeah. so I think there's I've become a little bit of like, yo, first of the ball, let's go. <laughs> So right. I've, right. I've changed a little from my, you know, back in the day of searching for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then especially setting the good screens too. That was, uh, that was the main I mean, thing. That was the main I love, thing. I mean, it's. It gets everything open. You can't guard it. No. And, you, it, and it, what are we seeking on offense? We're seeking for an advantage, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's uh, get by somebody with a dribble. A band yeah. advantage, yeah, uh, a good screen, an advantage, right? You're mm -hmm. you're you're trying to, you know, a post player catches it on the block and they have size. All right, somebody's doubling, you know, advantage. Like it's so you're just trying to find ways to to you know outnumber them, get the advantage, and that's that's one way. Is you know, you set a yeah. set a great screen, they got to make a decision. Something's open. Some read yep. is open, and I always I enjoyed that as a player. Like I, if there was a pin down, I'm getting a shot some way. Like mm -hmm. I am, like I'm figuring, like something good is about to happen. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> Once you make your read, I'll make mine, and we're good. So. Yeah, and then we'll no figure. It. Yeah. So one question I kind of wanted to build off of all of those. Um, so you go from, as we mentioned, college, um, WNBA, and then you start coaching. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you had a great career that kind of led you into your coaching career. But for the coaches that don't necessarily have that line, networking is a huge deal. So you being at a high caliber position, how is it, or I should say, how do people maybe at a, at a lower major 
position, network with somebody necessarily like you or just any other coaches, and how can they make it genuine? Because a lot of times I've heard from people saying, or just in, in general, you know, uh, a low major coach, it's hard to get in contact with a high major coach and make it genuine like this so they don't think yeah. they're just reaching out. So I guess how do you make a genuine connection with somebody like that? Obviously, it helps if you know somebody that knows them, right? Obviously, there's always yeah. – if if you can find a connection somehow, it's it's great. And somebody to vouch for you, right? All of us. Trust is a big deal, right, in coaching. Trust yeah. is a major uh, deal. For sure. Uh, Cause it's, it's just, you know, you have to. Uh, so if there is a connection, it's great. That's obviously an easy end. Um, but I try to tell people is just like, you got to show, show your face. Like you got to show up. So I, I feel like if you figure out your entry point, like it, we might not talk to the head coach, but maybe there's the Dobo, the, you know, mm-hmm. one of the assistants and just whether it's an email a phone call, maybe not pester them, but like, I don't, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm going to swing by. I'm going to be in town for a week. I want, I would love to come by practice. Majority yeah. of coaches are pretty awesome about it of being able to be there. Now I don't know how many meetings or what they're going to do, but if you, if you're in the gym, you'll have an opportunity to talk to, you know, engage a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like showing your face, and showing and being there um, and meeting people in person and just kind of, you know, doing it is important. And yeah. then, and then, yeah. and then kind of keep, keep it warm a little bit, like stay connected a little bit. Don't just make it a one-time thing, like kind of follow up again, understanding in season, the, the schedule, like, you know, I mean, what's going on. I mean, kind of being aware of, of that, but I think you have to stay connected a little bit. Um, and do it again. So I just think if, if that's what you want, like you got to kind of, you got to show yeah. face because it is, yeah. if they don't know you and they're just reading an email, it's it. All right, cool. Like whatever. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. On to the next, on to the next. Obviously if you know somebody amazing, that's, that's your easiest route. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the next thing is like plan a trip. Like I'm going to drive up. I would no love doubt. to come. If there's coaches clinics, if there's a camp, that I can work or uh, whatever, uh, do it. Like, if that's really your goal is like, I'll do it. Like whatever you need, you know what I mean? I'd like to, so, cause again, you're going to have FaceTime. They're going to see yeah. what you do. They're going to be starting to be familiar with you. So I just, I just feel like that's the only route is kind of show up and sh- introduce, uh, you know, face to face. So, yeah, no, that's good stuff. That's I mean, great. like, and you know, I think just, being authentic on top of that right like you know Doug and I were just talking about this a while ago he he mentioned somebody he was reaching out to via email and it was just you know they he was just making a connection you know blindly but the guy hit back and so then they got a little string going and and he was worried Doug said he himself he was worried that man I don't want to sound come off as fake or whatever and I'm like it's only really fake if (laughs) If you're trying to maybe you're doing it and trying to get something on the other side of it, as yeah. opposed to just trying to plant a seed and, yeah. and, and create an authentic relationship. Yeah. No, it's and so and, and, and people out. can sniff yeah. that out too. Yeah, they can. And I do. And I truly believe in being authentic and you can share like what you're thinking, where you want to be like, absolutely. where, you, where are your goals? Like I don't, I like, I want to be this, right? Like for sure. I, it, the, and that's where I always even, sometimes like you know coaching is amazing but there's sometimes where you think like what else can i do what else do i want to do right like sometimes this stuff is stressful and and again the lifestyle of leaving all the time is rough too and and i've always been told this and talked to people about being clear 
with a mentor, with a, with your boss, being clear about where you want to be makes their life easier to help you get there. No question. Because if oh, I just yeah. say, yeah, I just want to work in. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I want to do this one day. I want right. to be a head coach this, right? Like, yeah, for not sure. a vague, because then they have a better understanding of like what, what I can do this. This is where. So I just think being clear and authentic. I just think being yourself is always. Yeah, can't lose because that's the only way you build trust, anyways. So you're sure. that's ultimately what you need in those relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Alan, I'm gonna unless you have anything else, well, I said we can get to our final segment. Do you have anything else maybe to add in? Uh, One thing we want to do with this platform again, you know, three words: you know, educate, inspire, and challenge. Right? Because you know, people can get actions anywhere. You can get a stagger, you know, slice stagger action anywhere. You can get it in the game. Yeah, OB. You can get that stuff yeah, anywhere. You can't get what you, you know, some of the diamonds and gems you've been dropping and, and the reflection and this, yeah. you know, the thinking back and what the game means to you. And like we, that's what this stage is all about is we want to put things out there that people just can't get anywhere else. Cause you can't get authenticity everywhere. You can get all the other stuff everywhere, but you can't yeah. get that. Well, and so and then, and then this, go, that's what's been so cool about this. And the one more layer to that is, it's not always my forte is the communication piece as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the constant, the direct, the immediate, not a yeah. lot of things to fester, the tough conversations you have to have. Like it's like, it. I, I'm sure he was one of the best at it. I've, I've been around and it's like, it's amazing, but how much time and effort goes into and thought goes into this, this communication, but yeah. it is, it is. It is, I mean, it is all the time. There's no ability to, to let your brain go anywhere else or to not mm-hmm. know what your role is or what this 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 team is about. Like, and yeah. it's every day in the huddle, it's every day, it, it's it's like, it's, there's purpose to it. It's intentional. And I, I'm, I'm always like, every day I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's impressive. <laughs> you know, when you're around good ones and great ones, you're just like, oh, it's yeah. just, but just how important communication is to keep everybody on the same page, to, to value, make sure everybody's, you know, understands their value, just everything, just locking in and making sure you're doing what you need to do for, for everybody. And, yeah. uh, and again, authentic, you know, but direct immediate, all that stuff is just, I also think that's another piece to, you know, everything keeps everything kind of together. No so, doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So what we'll do now is we'll cut to a little final segment. Uh, We like to call it three quick hitters. Just like you're coming out of a timeout, you got three quick hitters. However, we're not going to do the X's and O's part of it. We're going to yeah. You don't need your board. uh, You're good. You don't don't need need your board. board. Um, But (laughs) what we're going to do is just to basically give all the listeners a little more insight on who you are as a person. So um, three personal questions, short, brief answers, and then we'll just we'll ride from there and and wrap it up. So number one, what's one of your favorite, if not a movie, you could watch every day? Probably Legally Blonde. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> i like like, like rom-coms all that funny stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. something like that classic yeah it helps you decompress that's it like that. decompression like, stuff yeah, yeah. like allows right. my brain to just be yeah. <laughs> if funny. there was any genre of music that you could get rid of what would it be no heavy metal Heavy metal. Yeah, I had a feeling. Yeah, I feel like a lot thing. of people would say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, yeah. Why are we angry? Yeah, what, what, what are we angry about? <laughs> you know? Like, come on. That's, that's <laughs> on another level. 
And then Katie Smith, the, the WNBA coach, where do you go for fresh inspiration? I love going to practices. Like I, I, you know, I'll go over to Ohio State and watch Holtman. I'll go to McGuff. I, um, yeah, when I yeah. scout and stuff, I'll go to shoot arounds and things. So I love like, or a practice. And I like stealing a drill. I like mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. taking a set. But you know what? I mean, social media now is nuts too. Like yeah. you go down a, you go down a rabbit hole. SOPs, oh. late game. Yeah. Yep. Instagram. You can be like, on you can literally. Yeah. No so that's like a whole nother level of, of like, you can get a yeah. lot and a little, but you can just watch that uh, yeah. all the time. But I, yeah, I love, yeah. So all of those things, but I guess like social media and stuff is like also like a great place to kind of like, and then, you know, obviously watching games like the NBA, you know, some of the games are a lot to watch, but like, their SOBs, late game stuff, like fun. It's nice to see, you know, you can, yeah. you can find some stuff there of, of, you know, you mark the time, you know, when you're watching game, you put in your notes at this time in the fourth quarter. I want, <laughs> I got to go back. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. On, so not, right. So, right. I swear yeah. all the, all the posts saved on my social media are either stuff I want to buy. And then once <laughs> you get past all those, it's all like basketball plays and stuff. And if somebody <laughs> looked at my, all my oh, safe man. stuff to be like, who is this guy? Um, hey. If you're going to be a coach, you better be a proud thief as well. Yeah. <laughs> proud that stuff thief. Is, yeah, because we're all running the same stuff. And and as you said, those that's yeah. that's only half of it. It's it's truly how you kind of lead and engage and and, uh, and build a team. And it's, yeah. it's, it's wild how much that separates. I mean, I don't, obviously, talent will always get us, <laughs> get us more wins. Yeah, no, that never hurts. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy's and, then and Joe's the, or, you know, Sally's and Sue's, whatever you want to, you know, slice it. <laughs> yeah. They never hurt. They make us look yeah. better, for sure. The <laughs> final question we have for you, um, to wrap it all up, and we ask everybody on the call this, and you gave us a lot already, so I we might have to circle back to one, but if not, your best number one piece of advice for coaches who are young and rising, moving up, and how do they get, like, to get their foot in the door, and how can they accomplish that? Yeah, I, I think it's to get your foot in the door is, is, is honestly, so again, finding that, find your entry point and, and don't be afraid to take a job that is this, that you're only paid hourly to be a VC mm-hmm. to get your, without insurance and living with somebody to just build right. that connection, that relationship, do an amazing job because you will be moving up the ladder. Cause we're all looking for, Oh yeah. He did a great job. Boom. Snagging them. Gone. All right. Mm-hmm. Out. <laughs> Next mm-hmm. job gone. Um, so don't be afraid to take a job that you feel like, man, I don't want that job. I want to, I want this, right. Like figure out like your entry point just may be somewhere different than you thought. Um, yeah. But rocket do an amazing job and you'll continue to kind of move up and then build those relationships. Understand that every interaction you have is truly a job interview. So yeah, no question. Perfect. No, you, you, that. One handshake away from changing your life. Yes, it's funny how that works. Yeah. Yeah. So that being said, I mean, until we get to our closing statements, um, do either of you, if anybody have any final comments, anything to add in before we, before we wrap it up? No, I, Smitty, I just want to say thanks again. Like I said, it's been a minute since I've seen you, but uh, been, been tracking you over these years and uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's awesome to see yeah. what you're doing and, um, you know, like I said, who knows what, what happens next? Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I know. just keep, keep, keep killing it where you are. Cause, uh, yeah. like I said, you're, you're special and you're one of the best. So yeah, no, I, I appreciate I guess, it. Thank I you appreciate. for doing this. 
Yeah, thanks, Alan. I'm glad we connected. But I just, you know, all of us are just at the end of the day, just trying to do hopefully the best job we can, which is really impact. As I said, just allowing them, people and players to have the best journey possible so that then ultimately their their view of the game is in a positive light where they then either they impacted or are involved in the sport or they become like super fans because they still love it. You know what I mean? No doubt. So, yeah. Either way, it's a win-win. In, in, yeah, yeah, for in sure. The basketball, so. No, it's, it's, the, it's, yeah. the, it's generational one way or the yeah. other. Like whether it's their kids, how they, you know, treat their kids with sports or whatever it is, how they were coached, how they were taught, how they were treated, like one way or the other, it's generational. And so you just want to do everything you can to be on the on the best side of that, for sure. For sure. Definitely. But uh, yeah, appreciate you. This was fun. Well, that does it today for us with another episode of the Rising Coaches podcast. Again, thank you very much, Coach Katie Smith, for being on the call today and sharing your experiences with us. Also, thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. And that does it for another episode. I'm your host, Doug Caputo, alongside Alan Major. Keep working. Keep rising, coaches. Thank you. Prepare your team for success this season with our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball, the official number one selling shooting machine in basketball. If you're looking to transform and focus your team's training efforts, all you have to do is mention Rising Coaches or tell them we sent you with the Rising Coaches podcast. For an additional $300 off, select Dr. Dish shooting machines. I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in with us this episode. If you are not a member, want more content, or even be a potential member on our member spotlight to have your story heard, go visit risingcoaches.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Rising Coaches. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and review so we can continue to keep rising together.